hello, my friends. Pastor Daryl here, and you're listening to Walk in Faith, Not in Fear. And I want to thank you again for tuning in with me. As we start here, I want to start by giving thanks to the Lord. Dear Lord God, again, I just I thank you, Lord God, and give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. And today, Lord God, I just, I just thank you. I just thank you, Lord, for the gifts you've given me in my life. I thank you for the, the breath of air I've received yet today, Lord God. I pray that this day that I may be able to have the ability to maybe reach out into this lost and dying world and amplify your kingdom work here on earth. So again, Lord, I give you all the praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Well, again, I always want to thank you guys for tuning in and listening today. I, I sit here at the church kind of just kind of reflecting. I come in and I kind of, I don't know if you want to say stumble through or thumb through or just kind of pick up uh, good, uh, the good Lord's word and I'll look through it and something catches my eye and I'll read a little bit and just kind of reflect on it. And Today I actually was, uh, I was thumbing through, if you would, and I, Stopped at Philippians in chapter 2, and I started reading chapter 2. And I, Let me read it to you real quick. I'm going to read you like 16 verses of it. And I thought we'd talk about it a little bit because it just kind of hit me. So let, let me read this. Philippians 2, first 16 verses says, Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort or of love, if, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affliction and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, have the same love, being of one accord and one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, let not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of man. And being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even to the death of the cross. Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that in the name of Jesus Christ every knee shall bow of those in heaven and those on earth and those under the, uh, under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is of God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Do all things without complaining or disputing that you may become blameless, harmless children of God without fault in the mind, the midst of the crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as the lights of the world, holding fast to the word of life so that you may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not ran, run in vain or labored in vain. Wow. Yeah, I was sitting there, I read that, and I was just kind of thinking about it, and I thought to myself, well, I was kind of reflecting on my own, me, okay? I was thinking to myself, it makes me want to uh, reevaluate my attitude some days. You know what I mean? See, truth of the matter is, every one of us has an attitude. Now, now sometimes it's positive and brings about good outlook. And sometimes it's negative and it, project, it projects this bad image for the rest, the rest of your day, if you will. See, a- attitude is a feeling toward or, 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 or maybe in regard to some sort of a matter. For example, I'll take in me here. I can't get started in the morning without me having a pot of coffee on, okay? 
heaven forbids my coffee pot was to go on the blink. I tend to get upset and I leave everybody else around me know it. It sets the tone for the day. Making everybody else around me miserable. Is it right? No. Am I human? Yes. Being honest, people. See, see, like, like, like for example, like when you an employee, when, when an employee is reprimanded by a boss for whatever reason, there's a chance this employee would develop a, a negative attitude towards their boss. If this negative attitude becomes the norm, well, then there's a good chance he's going to be booted. You get what I mean? Then, then, then on the other hand, if an employee exhibits this positive attitude, that, that employee would be looked at as this, as this positive asset to the company, okay? This same thing happens. You know, I, I, I guess I was thinking about this today because this same thing happens in churches. There are people in churches who, who uh, do not want to be called upon to lend a hand but when other people pitch in to work for the good of the church, well, these people develop an attitude towards the people who are willing to help, who are helping. They, they, they may perceive these helpers as just looking for a pat on the back from me or, or just maybe using this as a way to show off or show their importance. People can form attitudes about many things. You got your spouses, your children, your friends, your job, Drivers on the road, your education, your political issues, computers, television programs. I can go on dot, 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 et cetera, et cetera. I can go on and on and on. You think about it. Truth is, attitude is more important than facts. It's more important than the past, than education, than money. It's more important than circumstances, failures, successes, what other people think or say uh, or, or, or do to you. It's more important than appearance, giftedness, or skill. It will make or break a company, a church, or a home. Mm. The remarkable thing is we have a choice every day regarding the attitude we will embrace for that day, people. I'm convinced, I really am convinced that life is 10% of what happens to me and 90% in how I react to it. Same with you. See, see, we're in charge of our attitudes. Truth is, our attitudes, well... They should be Christ-like. God's attitude towards mankind is an attitude of love. See, when he created man, he created man in his own image. Scripture says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Right out of Genesis 1, verse 27. See, God has no physical body, but he created us to reflect his image or his character of love and patience and forgiveness and kindness faithfulness and compassion and humility and gentleness see when disobedience in the garden entered well the picture when it entered the picture i'd say that sin came into the world disobedience to the will of god is sin this disobedience brought a separation between god and us there was a void in our relationship see god's heart it was broken but his love his love was so strong that he decided to give us yet another chance or another opportunity to spend eternity in his presence. This is God's way. See, this is God's way of showing, showing love to us. <clears throat> he wants us to spend eternity in his presence. See, we may be born with a sinful nature, but God covers... <coughs> Sorry about that. God covers us with with love and grace and mercy. See, God has an attitude of love for us all. 
does your attitude show this kind of love for the people in your life? Are you interested in helping others as, as God helps you? See, truth is, if we have a Christ-like attitude, we will reflect, reflect his love in, in all, to whom all we meet. Let's say it that way. <clears throat> so how can we keep a joyful, Christ-centered attitude? Well, if we look at our text today, Paul shows us in verse 1 and 2 that we can see, you know, that Paul wants, he wants them to focus on the positives instead of the negatives. See, focused attitude is everything. You know, Paul tells us there is the, the encouragement, the fellowship, the tenderness, and compassion in being with Christ because of that continue, because of that, we continue to make my, I'm trying to figure out how to say this to where it makes sense, to make my joy complete by being like-minded. See, that, 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 that phrase like-minded is interesting. It's like, it's like a, a, a row, row team. Did you ever watch some guys in boats that race down the river from the colleges and they, they're all row and sink and they're all just cranking across that water? If these guys weren't focused on their task, they never reached their goal. See, my point is they were united. They worked together. And unless we are <laughs> united together with this common goal to serve Christ, we're never going to reach our goal either. Unity doesn't mean we have to agree all the time. But it does mean that we have to keep Christ first as, as the main thing in our lives. Wow. You know, in chapter 4, Paul pleads with the church regarding ladies not getting along, unable to work it out together. He says, when we, when we lose focus on Christ, disunity is just around the corner. It has been said that, that what you focus on grows. Think about it, how true it is. See, Paul wants them to continue to focus on the positives. The more they do, the more negatives fade away. Have you ever been around someone that's always pessimistic? Uh, the, Lord, the good Lord has been blessing us here through Hope Church of Monroe and Christian Crusaders Outreach Ministries. See, we've had a lot to be excited about. Attendance is increasing. Ability to serve the community is growing. People are stepping up. People are, 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 being, are, are committing and getting involved. I truly believe it's because we have focused our attitude towards Christ. This means, this, this means well, well, it means we need to be ready. See, the devil's looking for ways to steal our focus off of Christ. You know, see, Hebrews 12, 2 says, Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross scorning at shame, sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Wow. Remember, a focused attitude is everything. If we look a little farther ahead in verses 3 and 5, we read that uh, uh, some were preaching that Christ out of a selfish ambition. And, and uh, actually, it's back in chapter 1. I shouldn't say reading farther ahead. It's chapter 1. I'm jumping ahead of myself. I'm sorry. Chapter uh, 1, it was like verse 17 or so. They were preaching Christ out of selfish ambition to to stir up trouble for Paul. So, so apparently there was a problem with people doing things for their own glory. Paul knows people who Paul knows people who are wrapped up in themselves tend to be shallow and tend to be vain. Knowing that they are dealing with selfish people and attitudes, he wants to draw their focus off themselves and back onto Christ-like attitudes. You with me? Wow. Have you ever noticed you don't have to teach selfishness? It comes naturally. You know, whereas a Christ-centered attitude has to be developed. You know, you get a two-year-old, they can be cute as the day is long, lovable, but yet they're the most selfish. They want something now. 
They don't like to share. They throw temper tantrums. I don't even know the two-year-olds. I know a lot of adults that do that. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> but anyway, they like to share and throw temper tantrums, and, and they, they, they cry if they don't get their way, okay? Sometimes we can act like that. Look more towards self than others. Why? Sometimes it's just easier. I don't know. Look at the Good Samaritan. The priest and the Levite didn't want to take the time to help that man because he was an inconvenience to the schedule. See, if we are too busy with our own needs to see the needs of others, friends, we're losing focus. See, Paul doesn't say we shouldn't take care of our needs. Don't get me wrong. But, but we should look for our ways to help others. See, when we focus on others, when we focus on others' needs, a selfish attitude will be replaced with a selfless attitude, which is what Christ demonstrated for us. Realize that? He did that for us. So a selfless attitude is everything. Now, the greatest reason for believing in the power of self, selfless life is the example of Christ. Think about it. God ultimate object of praise, chose to descend to earth, not a glorious king worthy of all, but as a helpless baby in a dirty animal stable. From the very beginning of Jesus' time here on earth, he showed us that he would go to any length to bring us back unto his Father, back unto God. A lot of other world religions say that we have to reach up to heaven, but God wanted to show his undying love for us by reaching down unto us for his son Jesus Christ. Amen? It wasn't just the, the, the descent to the stable, but it was the continued descent to the cross. Now, last quick point, and, I, and I'll leave you guys alone for the rest of the day. I want to touch on this. A joyful attitude is everything. See, we can have a focused and selfless attitude, but if it lacks joyful attitude, we have missed the boat, completely missed the boat. There are people in our world that have never truly experienced joy in their life. Now, when we start off our day and we want the world to see the joy that we have because of Christ, we must stop complaining and arguing and shine a Christ-centered attitude through our lives. And Gandhi, I think it was Gandhi that said the only thing that kept him from being a Christian was other Christians. Isn't that sad but true? Think about it. We're our own worst enemies, people. So let's not be that, 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 that case with us. Amen. We need to remember our attitude is everything. I, I read that today. I just started thinking about that because I get up some days and I'm achy and old and grumpy and cranky and uh, hardly get started. And on rainy days, everything from my from my forehead to my feet ache. And I just, uh, you know, you just want to get that day going. And I think to myself, you know, when I, when I wake up to aches and pains or, I got phones full of messages waiting for things going on in people's lives, and, and it sets my attitude, my, uh, the precedent for my attitude of that day. And sometimes Daryl creeps in more than the Lord creeps out, if you would. And uh, I read that today, and I, I'm thinking maybe, I've got to be honest with you, though. This morning wasn't bad, you know. I got up, did all my thing, had my coffee, enjoyed it, just spent some time in the Word, uh, working on a sermon for this coming week at the church, and wasn't a bad day, but when I got here and I started reading that, it's like the Lord was kind of poking me in the in the shoulder, saying, "Daryl, are you listening to this? Daryl, are you paying attention to this?" You know, I've been I've been uh, accused of not being a very loving pastor at times, and and it, rightly so, I guess. If you want to look at, it. I guess it all depends on the attitude and how you look at that too, because 
there are times I'm not very loving. And, and uh, well, for example, I'm not going to mention names or anything like that, but I have people that say, oh, we're good at giving food, and I'm good at doing this and serving, but I don't express the love of Christ to them. Well, the truth of the matter is, their attitude differs from mine because I do express the love of Christ to them because they go through some things in life over and over and over doing the same thing with their with their choices they make and the addictions they have, and they want me to say, oh, it's okay, Jesus loves you, don't worry about it, but I cannot say that. I cannot condone everything you do without bringing forth the fact that there is some things in life we have to change to attend or to achieve or to reach this new attitude that we need in life to, to move forward. And so when I say it's not okay, well, then I'm not showing them the love of Christ they want. What that, what that means is I'm not telling them what they want to hear so they can feel good about where they are in their walk. I don't care where you are when I meet you, when you come into my life, but you're not going to stay where you're at. I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to love you, but I'm going to love you with some truth, some biblical truth. And if it convicts you, I'm sorry, but that ain't me. That's the Lord. So if I'm showing you or not showing you the love of Christ by doing that, so be it. I'm going to do what I'm called to do, and I'm going to love you with the Word of God. I'm going to be there as best and as most as I can in your life and you in mine, but I will not condone things. I will not accept things, and I will not allow things to stay where they're at if they're blatantly against the Word of God. So, so yes, I guess I do lack. I don't know how you want to look at it. I guess I do lack Christ-like love, or maybe I just show Christ-like love in an honest way because we're all called to a different level, if you would, in Christ. And I guess I'm saying all that to say this. Our attitudes, our attitudes will help us either ascend closer or descend farther away in our walk, in our outlook, and it affects not only me and you, as the person doing it, but it affects all the people around us and helps set the precedent for their attitude for the day also. So I say that. I uh, don't know if I'm preaching to me today or somebody out there is having a bad attitude or a bad day and needs to hear it, or if God just wants us to reflect on it and make sure the attitudes we have are becoming and befitting of the circumstances we're in, I guess. I don't even know how to say that. But uh, that was what I had today. That's what the Lord laid on me anyway. I'm not sure if it was for you or for me. If it was for me, well, then it gave me a little more time to think, and I thank you for listening to me ramble. And if it was for you, I pray that you uh, you do some self-evaluation and maybe soul search if you would and uh, reflect upon your own attitudes. And, you know, all said and done, just remember God loves us. Uh, I think that's all I want to say for today. So I, uh, until next time, hey, bye for now.